0: This is the first part of a two-part episode. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on relationships.
1: Welcome to LA Survival Guide, a podcast hosted by Los Angeles working professionals discussing LA culture from a millennial perspective.
0: Hello and thank you for listening to another episode of the L.A. Survival Guide. Today in the studio you've got Tony and also with me... Jay. Is Jay. Hey Jay.
1: Hey it's Andre,
0: what's up? Hey this is Alex. And today we will be discussing a very hot topic with a lot of hot takes, dating (laughs) in Los Angeles. Why How you, many
2: times can we get hot into the topic with dating?
0: Hot, hot, hot. And today in the studio actually is a very hot guest. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <this, laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I did not know <laughs> we were you were going there. Hey, he said put it in there. Uh, <laughs> challenge accepted, right? Um, is Allie, uh, one of our friends, Allie. Hi. How are you, Allie? Didn't Tony, wait. why don't you tone it down on the accelerometer? <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Okay, so just to let you guys know. this it down. Some- Pretty
3: much the best intro ever. I'm loving it.
0: <laughs> there are going to be some pretty absurd <laughs> usages of words. Uh, there was a challenge to use Andre's list of his favorite words. so <laughs> I have a list of favorite words. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't think they all fit, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but, Allie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, how do you identify professionally
3: I am a school teacher here in Los Angeles.
0: And uh, where are you from originally?
3: I'm originally from Seattle, Washington. So, still a West Coaster, but definitely never imagined that I would live in Los Angeles. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah. How long have you been here?
3: I've been here four years, but I, I lived here before. Then I left, and I I just can't get away. <laughs>
0: Yeah. LA does tend to have that effect on people. Cool. So I, I guess let's get into it. Let's, let's discuss <laughs> dating. I'm sorry. This is not really. Are you, t- are you okay? We're we're I here. am okay. I'm just like not, I don't date that often.
3: I think we all feel nervously <laughs> underqualified for this. Right. Yeah, seriously.
0: Everyone's kind of nervous. <laughs> about I mean, this we're, we're all. all technically, only- most of us are single. Um, Allie is not single. Wait, when you say most of how us, do you
3: defined?
4: Like, how do you define single? Two out of five are single. Three out of five. Are you on this podcast or not? <laughs> <laughs>
3: so
2: oh, man, I just us? called you out. I just <laughs> eviscerated you.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. That's another one Alex? of those words. <laughs> two down. Um, wait a minute, Alex, what does this count? How are you? What are you? What? I am not sure how you got most. Well, who are you considering not single? Okay, so you're to the sweeping rest of the studio. So, Jay, myself, and Allie, you're considering not single. We'll get into that later. Okay, Jay is married. Yes, he's he's definitely not single. How
1: long have you been married? That's a
3: for sure.
0: I've been married for two years. Two years. Wow, married. already? Dang. And Allie's relationship status is
3: engaged.
0: Engaged. So, decidedly not single. But, okay, so. All okay. right, two and a half. Okay, I'll accept that. So half of us. Are so single. depending, half on of us are not. Depending
4: on your perspective. <laughs> of okay, like wait a glass second. Glass half empty, glass half full.
0: Apparently, there's
2: some uh, there's some update wait. that Tony needs to give. But before we vacillate between whether we he's go.
4: single or not, <laughs> oh my goodness,
0: dude! Not even <laughs> five minutes into the show.
4: That's right. <laughs> where did you put this list? It's right here. Can I type that down?
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Actually, I'll text it to you. No, that's okay. Yeah. Screw you, man. Okay, okay.
3: (laughs) Was it about how you define single? I think that's what you're going to
4: say. He needs an update? What was that about? He needs to go
2: back
0: to the drawing board on how to use that word.
2: Yeah. No. Okay. Vaseline. That was a
4: proper usage of vaseline. <laughs> that was actually, but it made you it's so lose hard because on like
3: legal documents, if you're like on your taxes, are you married or single? Like I'm single right now.
0: Right. Right. And now this is where I was coming.
3: Socially, from. Socially, I would not define myself as single. I think that would really <laughs> offend my fiance. Yes.
4: So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With one e. That's what <laughs> yes. I was. That's the direction I was going. So socially, <laughs> half of us are. Well, most of the time, isn't that what you mean? Like the only no, time
0: officially. If you're married, you're not single. That is the only time. I know. But, yeah. like, but the only time you're going to say it like that is on a tax document.
3: Right. Yeah. Something like what that. What is this? Yeah.
0: Jay's putting his hands or in Or at a wedding when you call all the single people down to catch the garter or the bouquet. Oh, what, if gonna they're, say what if joke. they're
4: there? Okay. Let's, I
0: guess, never mind. That is a let's great point. This.
3: Would I go? I would not go. I would not go because the point of the bouquet at a wedding is if you catch the bouquet as a single lady, you're. You're the next person to get next. married. Right. But if I'm already planning my wedding, then I'm not going <laughs> to care that's, that's
1: about that. Well, really technically, if you're planning your wedding, then you probably are going to get married next. Confirmation. So, so
3: I can give the bouquet to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't get in that bunch.
2: Before we vacillate on whether or not Tony is single, I think we need to define what single is. And I think the best definition is socially single, which is not tax for tax purposes, not getting the government involved. It's just whether or not you say you're dating someone
4: or something like that. I think that's the most useful for our purposes. Personally, I think that's the most useful definition that we can go with right now.
1: Well, I still don't feel like that's a clear definition because one could be dating multiple people and then have it not be an exclusive thing. Like maybe you're early on in the dating process, you know, because now a lot of us have this weird, you're not dating and then you're a couple. But there's this weird interstitial space Mm -hmm. where it's like we're talking.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's a,
3: that is such a phrase right now. We're talking.
0: That's the space that I'm in. We yeah. are talking. talking. We have been on two dates and... So are you single? You've been on two dates. Here's my distinction. We have not had the define the relationship talk... That's what I was going to ...that ask. has concluded with us saying we are exclusively seeing each other Mm -hmm. that's what i was gonna ask if you're not still
3: available you're in that space i think the word available is helpful in the definition of like socially single because technically if someone else like came on the scene for you you've not promised yourself like to commit to this other person you're just in that realm but i guess it it really is a personal thing at that point of how Kind of like Andre was saying, if you feel comfortable dating multiple people at the same time before having that conversation or not. So
1: is our definition of single then exclusive? Yes.
3: I think so. It's the pre-exclusive phase, right?
1: Right. Anything pre-exclusive, you're single. But exclusive and then beyond. You're not single.
2: Okay. I think previously instead of talking, I think they just say... I'm seeing someone. Mm -hmm.
0: I would just say I'm dating this person. That, where I'm from, means you are a couple. It became something else more recently, I feel, in my opinion. Maybe when I moved to LA or like Nashville, where people would actually go on dates with different people. I am not comfortable seeing, dating multiple people at one time. Like, it is not, that's just not how I'm wired. So, the You're talking from about even before just,
3: being exclusive, even before having a conversation. Right. Yeah.
0: The subtext it, that I just
2: picked up from Tony is that he is considering him and this girl... A couple.
4: That's what I got. Because if you're dating, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) you
3: just said that, but I think you need to back it up. Back it it. up.
0: We have not had the the define the relationship talk. I just literally like we have not had that yet. So we are still getting to know. We're still in the getting to know you phase.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you're uh, not
4: in the
0: dating phase, like you just said. We have gone on dates. So you're dating.
1: So no, no,
4: this is where the confusion is. I'm doing that on purpose.
0: I have gone on dates. So yes, technically, essentially, we Mm -hmm. have we we are dating. In the modern definition of dating, dating, they're dating. But that doesn't mean they're exclusive. Right.
3: Yes. That, I know. Yes. Yeah. Okay, exactly. See, sense.
0: there's. this is why we need to have a podcast episode about <laughs> this. To, just to clear the space and make sure that I understand. We need to define what our terms. <laughs> what, what, what What am I doing? Okay, so give oh us the gosh.
2: update, Tony. Last I heard, you were being unsure about the future of this relationship. His eyes got all big. <laughs>
3: Oh, we're going. We're going. Are, right there. are we like hey, jumping guys, straight so into, into that? Right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I guess are we are. S- are we saving that for so, the next wait, second?
3: Tony just he just whipped
2: his head over and looked at me with eyes wide open.
0: So here's this. Here, let me okay, break it down for us, Tony. Start from the top. So I have dated in the past, but very infrequently. My last relationship was. <laughs> I was in college and that was almost 15, 20 years ago. It's been some time. So I've just spent a lot of my time focusing on advancing myself within my career and like helping friends and like really pouring into like my social group and not really thinking about dating, really. I'd been on a date here or there, but like whatever. So recently, back in December 2019, I went to this work thing. And an associate basically was like, after I left, I found out she had a conversation with my boss. She's like, so what's Tony's situation? And my boss tells her that I'm single. And she goes, oh, this whole time I thought that he was married. And I'm just like, thinking to myself, I don't know why she... What? How did I give off this vibe that I was married? So mature and put together. Maybe it
3: just seems stable.
0: I'll take that. Whatever. There was no (laughs) ring on my ring finger on my left hand. So like, that just... Anyway, so she proceeds to tell my boss that night that she has a friend that she thinks that I should meet and go on a date with. Because I had previously, like maybe the day before, talked to my boss and was just like, well, she was telling me that she's probably going to be single. She felt like she's going to be single for the rest of life. And I'm doing the whole like, no, that's probably not true. You're just like really hyper focused on it, whatever. And she starts to ask me what type of women I'm into, and I I tell her, and she tells this associate, and then she's like, okay, well, there's this girl, she works in the entertainment industry, here's her number, give it to Tony, she's expecting a text from him. That's the message that was given to me, and I'm just like, wait, what? When did I tell you that I wanted to start dating? <laughs> so I... So already it's out ahead of you. It is, but, like, at the same time, I started <clears> to <throat> think about it, and I was just like, I mean, here goes. Why not? You Maybe know? you kind
3: of needed that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not, um, don't
3: overthink it. Just
0: Just go yeah. for it. Especially now that I know that she's waiting for me to text her. I shoot her this text, and she's responsive. And right out of the gate, she was like, 100% transparency. I don't do well over text. And to me, the, I just breathe this sigh of relief. Like, okay, I don't have to put up a front. I don't have to spit game via text. There was just like a huge weight lifted off of me.
3: <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll talk about later. When you're on dating apps, you don't have that choice. Because it's, it's all, all text-based da- yeah. in the beginning. And you have to use the same little <laughs> phrases and things to check in and ask questions. And, and it exhausting. Stale. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I text her. And I'm just like, okay, well... I want to meet up with her to see what she's about since we're not going to be calling or texting each other. So I set a date. What did I say to her? I said, hey, this associate says that you're somebody I should get to know. So would you like to go out sometime for coffee or tea? Um, And she responded positively to that. So we set the date December 18th, I think was our first date. And we grabbed coffee and it was super comfortable, super chill, completely destroying all of my preconceived notions about blind dates because previously blind dates to me were just like, you, you go, you sit down, both of you are uncomfortable and you're just itching to get out of the situation. But yeah, that mm-hmm. wasn't the case for us. And I we got a second date. It was after Christmas. Like There's this really long period of, is she interested? Is she not interested? There's all these things working against us. So she was sick when I met her. Christmas break happened. She was out of town. I was out of town. We come back. I get sick in January. And there's this long period, maybe like the beginning of February is when we had our second date, which is like a long time ago without talking to someone via text or calling them also. But it happened. We go on the second date. And after the second date, I really wasn't sure how she was feeling. And I'm pretty sure she was kind of in the same boat as far as how I was feeling. So last night... We basically had a conversation just to kind of see where we're at. And like I, a verbal conversation? Like I talked to her on, on the, the phone. phone. Okay, like yeah. A normal human being. Well <laughs> should do. <laughs> a normal human being. Of it wasn't Tony's clear whether character. you met up. Yeah, that's a tall
1: ass. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't a text It wasn't a text
0: message. Yeah. That, yeah. This is a too important of a conversation to have via text message. So I call her. She didn't answer, so she ends up calling me right back. And uh, essentially where we're at, Jay, for the update is we are still very much open to seeing each other. It's just super casual right now because we both have a lot going on and are both trying to figure out ways to budget time to see each other and break out of our the routines that we're in of going to work and coming straight home and being too exhausted to do things. So like trying to be a little more intentional, but also knowing, allowing space to like, if it doesn't happen every day or every week, like we're both okay with that. Yeah. Satisfied? That's, I'm very satisfied.
3: That sounds so good and healthy where it should be. I would be like concerned if you're like, Yep. So now we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we're like (laughs) super serious after two dates. You still need to like explore, get to know each other and see how that... It says so much about a person, how they do start to work you into their life and create space for you, which takes like time and adjustment and like a lot of communication. So if she's not a big texter, at least during work hours, you'll have to figure out like a way to still be like really clear communicators and good communicators because it just saves so much drama, I think. So if it's a phone call, you know, in the evening, that's great.
2: Send a cupcake to our work.
3: Oh my gosh. What? With a message, with a frosting message. That
2: seems like so much. A cupcake? Cupcake's very casual. Oh, uh, flowers. Don't
3: give up on romance. I love cute <laughs> things like that. I love the, cute things like the that. That's the other thing. I,
0: look, <laughs> I have difficulty with romantic gestures Mostly because they seem
3: cheese ball. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They seem really cheesy. And I used to subscribe to that avenue of cheesiness when I was like in high school. I had this idea. Like there's this girl I liked in high school. Prom was coming up. the following semester. Did you do uh, like the whole elaborate prom-posal? prom Promposals were not a thing when I was in high school. Like not even same, close.
2: Same. I don't I don't know where this came from.
0: Uh <laughs> phones with video, that's where that came from, making mm-hmm. a scene out of this. So I wanted to ask her out to prom so I was like, oh, I'll wait until Valentine's Day because nobody likes to feel alone on Valentine's Day. And she didn't have a boyfriend, so I was going to wait. Valentine's Day comes Your up. first mistake. I asked her, and she had already decided to go to prom with uh, another friend. Yeah. Who was gay. Oh, man. So I was just like, I just missed my opportunity.
1: You lost out to someone who wasn't even competition. <laughs>
3: Right. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you that. waited. Oh, that sucks. Uh,
1: Talk
2: about eviscerated. It's okay.
1: There
3: you go. I <laughs> do kind of feel like if you want to ask someone ask that like don't wait cuz yeah good, that's you good can advice. lose like number 1. I can speak from experience you get lost in like overthinking yeah. which is a terrible realm to be in and then you Also, like that person has no idea what you're thinking, so you have to. Allie,
1: does does that advice hold no matter what gender you are?
3: Give me an example. Uh,
1: If I'm a lady and I'm interested in a man, does that advice still hold? Should I, uh, if I'm interested in him and I and I think he might like me and I want to go out with him, should I ask him?
3: Yeah, I cannot speak for all women, but I think especially if we're talking about the context of L. A is pretty progressive. I think it's not, it certainly shouldn't be weird or offensive for a woman to do that. Personally, I have done that. Well, I reached back out to someone who we had like been on a couple dates and he very, very nicely was like, you know what, this isn't going to work for me. But like he called me on the phone and told me like, it was very respectful. Like hey, wish you the best. And I was like, okay, crushed inside. (laughs) I Like a month or two later goes on, but this is that same example where he didn't know what I was thinking. He like moved on with his life and I was like, couldn't get over it, couldn't get over it. And I was like, I'm going to reach back out because I have nothing to lose and fully do not regret it, but I just got rejected again. So like I reached back out and I was like, hey, I think I totally sabotaged our, like, last date. I was really, like, weird. I had a lot going on. I probably shouldn't have even met up with you that night. And I think you're really great, and I would love to – I don't know if you're still interested or available, but I'd love to get together again. And he just responded, like, that's really sweet. I, like, really, really appreciate it, but I'm, you know, I'm still not interested. I'm seeing someone else. So that was, like – I think if you say something again clearly and kindly like the rejection feels so much better and actually that really helped me move on because I was like all right this is like And you know what twice in a row now closure and I don't regret reaching out because I like had the guts to do it and then also like enough self-worth that I was like okay that sucks but now I know <laughs>
1: Yeah and even though you said it was pretty gut wrenching to get that rejection and then to you know unfortunately get that second rejection I wonder if that's the way to go because at least you knew very clearly up front and, you know, he was very transparent and respectful yeah. with you. Instead of you guys playing this game for six to eight months or however long and then it getting past the point of no return and then having him go, yeah, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not about this.
3: Yeah. might would have been worse, right? <clears throat> I think so. I, I really think if you're chill about it and kind about it, I don't see why you can't risk that. Whether you're a male or female. Yeah.
0: Thank you. There are a lot of ladies I feel that really need to hear that. And you know who you are.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not about the drama. I talk about budgeting money and time. Also, you have to budget like an energy because there's so much like potential like emotional toll or just like social draining that can come from dynamics of dating. So I think you have to also just kind of like save yourself some of the drama and don't cut yourself off too short. Like give things the time that they need. But also Mm -hmm. like if something is like burning over weeks and you're like, "Ah, I got to like just clarify something, do it. You know, just reach out again, like be kind about it, be mature about it and then be respectful. If like, like what would not have been cool is after that second time two months later when I reached out to that guy if then again, two months later, I was like, no, I'm still not, a- no, like you have to, you have to move on and respect that person's decision. But like, it is also possible that, you know, he could have like regretted it or like wanted a second chance. And that actually was super helpful, a super helpful experience because that having, having happened before I met my current fiance actually shifted my mindset a lot into giving people second chances. So talking about like what would make you go on a second date or what would prevent you from going on a second date, there's really not that much to me that would prevent me from a second date unless there's like a major red flag. Like they did something totally like disrespectful or there was a super clear like misalignment of values or something like that. There's like, or like clearly no chemistry, but it would have to be something really big for me not to give someone a second date because I've experienced the feeling of wanting to be given a second chance. And so that really shifted a different mindset for me to where I was really open to second dates with people, even if there were no like crazy fireworks in the beginning. It's so
0: hard, I feel, also to put everything out there like who you are not that you should put everything out there on yeah. the first date but like the the first date both parties are generally pretty nervous so you're really not getting to see the full, a full picture of who this person actually is you're seeing them working through nerves in a lot of cases
1: yeah a lot of us you know we're talking about just general practice and decency around dating but it's also important to note that a lot of people around this table come from you know, heterosexual experience of dating.
0: A respect for who you're dating is, like, across the board, regardless right. of... Right. So,
1: just to, just to say that, like, we're not talking about gay dating versus straight dating versus this or that. We're really talking about more general interpersonal respect yeah. and practice and things like that. Um, also, you know, we can only speak from our own experience.
3: I'm not gay, but I don't yeah. see why there should be a difference in how you treat someone. Yeah.
0: No, let's get into... Some of the personal stories here. When you guys came to LA, like how often were you dating? Was dating on your radar? Was it something that was a priority for you? Specifically, Jay and Allie, like how did you guys start jumping into the dating pool here?
2: I think you definitely had to be in a mindset where you're like ready for dating. Uh, I liked what Allie said that you had to like allocate like emotional energy. For dating, it's kind of like uh, job applications. In that respect, it's like something you don't really think about, like taking that much time or energy yeah, to do. Yeah. But if you don't have a job, you can spend hours and hours and hours making resumes, sending them out, writing cover letters, you know, all that kind of thing. So it's kind of the same way with dating. You like you can like make yourself available mentally for dating, but like the actual process of dating. Like it takes a lot.
3: That's so funny so. because there was a period where I was applying for jobs and online dating and it felt like <laughs> I was it's like, dangerous. I can't tell the difference. Am I in an interview or a date right now? Like it all I'll, felt I'll, the same. And I was like going crazy. That sounds yeah. exhausting. I've definitely had some <laughs>
1: job interviews that felt like dates. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Wow.
3: Similar. I mean, similar. Let's get to know you kind of chat. And you're like, oh, man,
2: I've definitely gone on the, the, uh, what are they, what are they called again? The, uh, Interview like the um,
1: oh the informational interview informational. interview. See, I just
2: call those coffees
1: because interviews supposes there's going to be a well, but a there next is step
2: and there's not. There is a I mean that's it's an interview, interviewing someone. But anyway, informational interview the most useless thing ever. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But uh,
1: they like definitely feel like read. dates
2: sometime where you like have like there have been experiences I've had where it was with like another female. Who was of like a similar a dating age? that I would consider dating age, and it was like just very like f- kind of like flirty, yeah. and like,
4: <laughs> and then afterwards you are like ah, that was kind of weird. Like I feel like that was like a date. Like, <laughs> and they'll often offer to pay for your drink or something. Yeah, right
3: on the company or something. Yeah, yeah.
4: super
2: weird. <laughs> also, I will say in uh, the recruiting industry, they hardcore play this up. All the recruiters are always attractive people. <laughs>
3: they always,
0: they yeah, always try to yeah. like flirt with you, like when they're trying to recruit you. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not even questioning why they do that. I mean, it's obvious. It is, yeah. So, Ali, you mentioned that you did some online dating. Yes. Like uh, via apps or websites.
3: Well, when you're talking about like how often did I date in LA? Like, just off and on because of going back to what Jay said. Like, you need like breaks and you need to like budget time, money, it's like what is going on in your life, your work, you use your brain and figure out when you can create space for that or budget for that or have the energy for that. So it's definitely off and on. But um, I was open to like friends set up once, didn't work out. Um, Definitely um, events, like different events, parties, like trying to meet people in social groups, just be more open, push yourself to to go to stuff you might not go to to see who you could meet. I realized at a certain point, one of my friends is like, I'm gonna make you a profile if you don't do it. <laughs> and yeah. she was really cute. She was, I was like, no, no, no. And I like rejected it for weeks because I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. And um and finally she was like, let's just have like a girls' night. We'll drink wine and like make your profile together. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. Great. And then we started it and then I had to like finish it by myself because I was like overwhelmed. Because there would be like existential things like. Who are you? Like I am, I like, I yeah, like you had to fill out these blurbs and I was like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: it was just which, like which this big
3: at? deal. It was Coffee Meets Bagel. Yeah. Oh, really? I was on Coffee Meets Bagel
2: many, many years ago. That was yeah. in twenty. 20- Fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, I
3: feel like that's a popular one in LA. Also, Hinge, um, is a really good one. A lot of my friends were on those too.
0: And Bumble, um, where the the Bumble, it's kind of yeah. rever- the roles are a little reversed, where the female in a heteronormative <laughs> relationship, mm-hmm. uh, the female is basically the one who initiates. uh yeah. the guys. I was like- on
3: Bumble, you know, and I wanted to love it so much for that reason, and. I was not a fan because everyone just looked like a model. I was like, everyone is...
1: All of the the other females or no, all the other all males? No, all of the were, other
3: males that I was looking at. Was
1: that intimidating or was it off-putting?
3: It felt like for me, like I grew up in the Northwest, like people are very like natural looking out there. It's <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like like a a right little, we're a little bit like hippie-ish. Earthy? Earthy. Yeah. I was just kind of like, I feel a little overwhelmed. I can't navigate like where the real, they even looked like a lot of like fake profiles. I'm like, how is everyone in LA a model? I know like the industry is here, but like it was too <laughs> polished for me yeah. that I couldn't connect with a lot of those guys that maybe it would work for someone else.
1: I tried out a couple of those and the fun part is figuring out what photos to put up of yourself because yeah. <laughs> you're like, well. <sighs> this is coming from someone who loves to take selfies. I don't post a lot of selfies. I just take them. <laughs> you're like, well, I want to put up a photo that makes me look good. But what if I meet up with this person and I don't look like this photo? Because like, uh, there are some photos where you, know, you look pretty good, but you're just like, I wish I looked like that. I don't. But it'd be nice if I did. But you can't oversell the merchandise and then have them show up to coffee and be like, "Who is this troll? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the schlub."
0: Do these photos of you look that different to
1: me? They do.
3: Well, that's why the dating apps will actually suggest like have like a full body photo, like of you standing. Have a close up. Have one like without sunglasses on. That actually happened because I had been watching like way too much of like that show Catfished, (laughs) and so I was like, I'm not going to put like a close up photo of myself all my photos except one from far away had sunglasses on and when the guy who is now my fiance like connected with me on the app and we were chatting he was like hey do you mind sending me like a photo like without sunglasses ah, <laughs> and i rough. was like okay, I guess I can do that.
1: I'm ready for this. Because we were going to meet up and I
3: was like, <laughs> all right, I, I like I should do that. There's a part of you that wants to be so private because you're exposing yourself to a so, pool of strangers.
0: I want to get into the story of how you met your fiancé via this app. But first, I want to hear about the... Um, you told us a story about like a not-so-great date.
3: It was actually a great date, but because of where my brain was with watching Catfished and I'd worked with um, a nonprofit that was helping um, victims of sex trafficking. So my brain was in like a realm where you don't trust strangers. There are fake profiles on the internet. So it took me a long time to get into using dating apps. And I would just always say like, if you're on an app, whether you're a female or a male, but I think it's often females are um, still more vulnerable. So I would say Just like text a friend every time you go on a date, like let them know you're where you are so somebody knows where you are um, in case it is a weirdo. And then also, I did my first meetups um, in the daytime just Mm. because I was like super scaredy cat. But anyway, this is the very first dating app that I had a date. And it was like this day in January that was torrential downpour in LA. And it was like, I was skidding all over the road and I had to cross, this is a very LA story, like from Pacific Palisades to like Glendale. So I was like crossing the city and like sliding around. And I was also, I had a lot of anxiety about meeting up with someone I didn't know and the first time using the app. So I was like, shaking and I had to like pull into a CVS parking lot to compose myself. And Really it was that bad? It was that bad and the it was like the rain too.
1: Have you ever been on a blind date or anything like that?
3: I hadn't been on a blind date okay. so this was like that. Yeah. And so I parked and I was like, all right this is just it's just a date, like it's just coffee, it's fine." The guy texted me, "Hey, just got here. I'm inside." So I go inside it's a small coffee shop. There is no one inside and even like check the bathroom except for this old kind of creepy looking man in the corner <laughs> on his laptop. And my heart sank and I was like, oh, I knew it. I knew I'd been catfish. Like this is like my worst nightmares come true. I never should have gotten online. And all these like psycho things in my head and I wanted to like bolt for the door and I like keep like reading the text. I'm here, I'm inside. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And the guy keeps looking at me probably because I kept looking at him. (laughs) We're the only people in there. And finally I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm glad I didn't go up to him. He would have been like, what? (laughs) Like, I'm just going to text the guy one more time. And if this guy gets up to come talk to me, I'm just going to have to say, like, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. It was going so fast in my uh, head. Sorry, got to go. Bye. Yeah. So I so I texted him, like, well, I'm inside. I don't see you. Because he looked nothing like the photos of the person I had been talking with. And uh, within seconds, the real guy, like, comes through the door. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I went to the wrong coffee shop two doors down. Like, <laughs> let's get something. Like, how are you? And it was totally fine. It was a great day. But... Yeah, just have to be aware of your surroundings, take a deep breath, don't be scared. Most people are just trying to like connect with people like you are. So um, that was a great first <laughs> it sounds like you
1: watched a heck of a lot of Catfish.
0: It's a great show.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know that I would take many dating tips from... I don't know. It's a great show. <laughs> and-
3: it, it's just you need to separate it from your other world because it's but not, be smart. No that fake profiles ex- do exist, but like it's the not majority the of, people, of the, yeah. No, yeah. It's a very normative thing now.
1: From my experience going on blind dates like this, I would say make sure before you like sit down at that coffee shop or whatever that you're in the right emotional space to have a conversation with a stranger.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. I've
1: definitely gone on meetups like this where like I was really preoccupied with work or I had this big project or this deadline that I was thinking about. and
3: You can't be you know, present. You know, yeah. yeah,
1: like we we set this date like a week ago, but I have deadlines, you know, or have, I have some presentation in the morning and, and my mind is elsewhere. and I'm just like sitting there with my eyes on my wrist, like, okay, let's just get this over with. and Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, you should definitely take stock of, are you in the right space for this, mental yeah. space for this? Because well, otherwise you're wasting my time and I am not about that. Sure.
3: But then I would ask you, like, what for most of us, not most of us, but a lot of us in the cities have really crazy jobs like that or deadlines or things that do keep us preoccupied. So if there's never kind of a break, like when, how do you balance that or how do you create that space, I guess? What would you have done differently? At the time... Was this
4: in grad school?
1: Or? Oh yeah. So okay. I really didn't have the yeah. time. Okay. No, so I had that no is life.
3: a temporary thing then. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. I had no life during my master's.
1: Yeah. I went on only a few like that. And then I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: You you brought up a good point, which is that there's oftentimes a desire to like have your life together before you can start dating. And I get that. It's like you don't have the emotional capacity to be doing, you know, trying to survive and uh trying to meet new people and and you know be outgoing and all that kind of thing that Dating requires it can be really difficult, so I, I get that. But I I think that there is a point where you just need to kind of like do it. And You kind mm-hmm. of need to make make a
1: space for it. And you know it sucks because like I remember as an adolescent, like dating was exciting and it was fun and it was dangerous. And <laughs> now it's it like a social. And now it's like <laughs> oh god, I have to go on this date and yeah, it's like all the fun has just been removed from it and it's miserable. But you it's know still what? Fun. I
3: think there was this mindset that I had and. I'm not like the most experienced dater, but because I lend more towards Tony, like one person at a time, like just kind of take things slow. But I would say having this mindset of, even if immediately like I'm getting vibes, like, yeah, this is not like the person for me. Just seeing that person as a human and like enjoying the interaction and like blessing the space that you're in, even if you're like, immediately in your mind, like, yeah, this is never going to work out, but I can like come out of this date, this hour, this time of like having a great experience, getting to know another human being on this planet and then leaving and there's no burden, there's no pressure. Like when you kind of shift it to see a dating like that, it becomes a little less burdensome because the odds are most of your interactions aren't going to be like the one so you're gonna have to go on lots of dates and if you can shift it to see like you know I'm getting to know another human being I wish them well and it's not as like annoying I guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) you move away from the annoyance that Andre feels or the the burden of dating that Andre feels which um,
3: I think is very common Yeah, yeah yeah
0: Follow up on my last point, which was that you don't have to have your life together.
2: From my personal experience, when I started dating my now wife, I didn't have a job. (laughs) And I was in a I was very insecure at the time. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I didn't know what was gonna happen with my career. And to her credit, she actually made the first move with me. Yeah, I remember yeah, like, you guys did. didn't
1: start dating so much as she started dating you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: She was just accurate. planning the wedding. She
2: was pursuing me definitely when I was not quite interested
4: yet. The LA Survival Guide podcast is produced by Tony Rosenthal with editing by Alex Cap and Tony Rosenthal, theme music by Alex Cap, and copy and graphic design by Andre Orta.